Today is Friday, December 16th. The title for our devotional is Fulfillment of Prophecy. Another theme that we see play out in this text is one that we started talking about last week, the fulfillment of prophecy. In the genealogy, we saw God's sovereign plan working out through the covenant promises he made to Abraham and David. Through them, he promised the blessing to the whole world and the king of creation. These were ultimately fulfilled in Jesus the Messiah. Here we see that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy given to Ahaz in Isaiah 7:14. Talked about it briefly yesterday. But in Matthew 1, 23, we read, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew's stated intent is to reveal that Jesus is the fulfillment of these Old Testament prophecies. And there are many to point his audience to. If we were to continue reading in Isaiah, we come to another prophecy about Jesus just two chapters later in chapter 9. Isaiah 9, 1-2 reads, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Here in chapter 9, verse 1, we see that the Messiah will come from Galilee, which was an inconsequential town in the north of Israel. This is, however, where Jesus and his family settles after returning from Egypt when Herod dies. Here to keep reading in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6, six through 7, we read, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So verses 6-7, through they point us to the eternality of Christ's kingdom, the righteousness he brings, his reign of peace, and even his divinity. In all, conservatively, 250 prophecies from the Old Testament came true in the person of Jesus including even the location of his birth and timing of his appearance. Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus. Putting that into context, 700 years from today lands us squarely in the Middle Ages and still 100 years from the invention of the printing press. That's a long time for someone to describe you with the accuracy that Isaiah describes Jesus in Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12. This reminds us that the Bible is one big story that leads to Jesus. The Old Testament points ahead to his first advent. The New Testament looks forward to his second advent. God has sovereignly orchestrated the events of history to bring about the Messiah. If he has done so in the past eras of human history, we can trust him and his sovereignty in the present. Therefore, we need not fear the rising and falling of nations or the loss of Christian influence in the West. God is sovereign, and no word from God will ever fail, as the angel says to Mary in Luke 1.37. Therefore, we as Christians can live fearlessly, trusting in the sovereignty of our faithful, powerful, good God. For additional content, I've linked you to the Bible Project video on the story of the Bible. I'd encourage you to give that a watch and then reflect on the big story of Scripture and how we can live fearlessly today knowing that God is sovereignly bringing about His plan in history.